Hey, 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 this is your girl, Lindsay. I am here on the Sunshine Podcast with Dora Williams, and this is the Integrity Matters segment of that podcast, and I am back to close out our series, Integrity Produces Favor. And in the past few weeks, we've been talking about how we need to serve well. My sister, Gloria Austin, came on and talked to us about suffering well. Last week, I talked about sowing well. And now this week, we're going to close it out talking about succeeding well or to succeed well. What does succeed or what does success mean? It means the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the good or bad outcome of an undertaking. I'm thinking about that word success. A lot of people, I almost would say it's a cuss word, especially in in Christendom as a whole, because when you start hitting success, you know, people get to act in some type of way, their, their mood changes, their demeanor changes, as if it's a bad thing. But I want to encourage someone today and to let you know that success is not a bad thing, but it's all in how you handle it. It's all about how you handle it. Characteristics of successful people. They are hardworking. They have good work ethic. They have patience. They have drive. Discipline. Confident. They have vision. And one of the other things that I want to point out is they know who they are not. And they don't waste time on things they know is not for them. Now, that's a big one because a lot of people are in areas and rooms and trying to sit at tables that you are not called to sit at. You are not called to be at. It's not your area. And we're wasting valuable time and invaluable time and energy trying to get in and fit in with people, places and things where we're not meant to be. That will go back to finding your purpose, your call. What is your niche, if you will? Because in nursing, I always tell people, you have to find what works for you. Not everybody is going to be a travel nurse. Not everybody is going to be an ER nurse. Not everybody works in labor and delivery. Not everybody works in ICU or those specialty areas, you know. Some people work in nursing homes and they love taking care of the elderly. Some people work for home health and love going to visit people in their homes or visit children in their homes. Some people love the children and work in pediatric settings. Some people love, you know, med surge, taking care of the general public. There are many avenues in nursing and you have to find your niche. And I'm grateful that I have found my niche in nursing as far as teaching and still doing a little bit of bedside care but teaching and training people the right way is 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 my niche um and just in life you know um finding your area you know nursing has just been my it is my call um preaching it is my call teaching the word of god it is my call and it's just ironic you know i started with cpr training but it came forth and blossomed into, you know, a big opportunity to train and teach CNAs, you know. And, you know, it's going to continue to grow from there, you know, as God sees fit. And you will hit a river, if I can describe it that way. Or you will hit a flow of success when you find your 
area and then you can put those other characteristics into play be hard working have a good work ethic patience because we know when you start something it's not gonna happen overnight i talked about that last week you know certain things are not going to pop up right away you know certain doors you're gonna have to knock on it for a minute before god you know really trusts that you can walk through that door knock on that door for a minute he wants to see how desperate you are how bad do you really want it so you know hard work that patience level can you handle difficult situations and difficult people I've had to handle several difficult patients and a lot of times oh I had a problem with this patient and and I hope that you have a good night with them and I had no issues because something God has given me that grace to deal with those that others may deem difficult somehow some way God gives me a way to be able to to break that spirit you know if it's that or to just you know get to the root of the problem sometimes people just want you to listen to them Sometimes people just need to be heard and they just act out because nobody's listening to me. So that that discipline to be able to not fly off the handle and not take everything personally, um, that takes a lot. And it helps build you to be a successful person. You have to be confident. Whatever the Lord has called you to do, you have to be confident in that. Um, try it out on some people. I was listening to a preacher, you know, yesterday. and He was talking about, you know, yeah, you can cook. But try that recipe out on a couple, two or three folks before you want to go to the masses, you know. Make sure and have some honest people in your life that can say, hey, I don't think this may work, but look at it from this way and this may it may work if you work it this way instead of that way. Successful people know how to listen. That's a big one. Successful people know how to listen. They have people around them that's not just going to toot their horn and tell them that they're doing good, but they're going to offer constructive criticism that will help produce better out of them. And a lot of people can't get that better birth and produced out of them because they don't want to hear um what's wrong with them yeah yeah we're not perfect so something is wrong with us you know we can always do something better let me say it that way you know something may be wrong with you and there's something that you can be that can be fixed but you have to acknowledge what that is um so that person has to be confident in whatever you are assigned to do if you are a businessman or businesswoman you got to be confident in the product that you're producing you got to be confident in 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 your level of expertise i'm a cpr instructor with the american heart association that's my biggest um area i teach in all three of them all three of the major ones but i love the american heart association and i am very confident in my skill set i'm confident in how i teach it I com- i'm confident in my presentation i always look at the feedback to say what i can do better um but i'm confident in my skill set but not that confident that I can't accept feedback and say, you know, Lindsay, you know, you can teach it a different way. There's always a different way that you can present something that can make your class even more interesting. See what I'm saying? So be open to um, criticism. Be open to listen. That will build 
your level of success. That person has to have vision. If you don't know where you're going, if you can't see a way, something, and, and, and there are cases, you know, where you are working your vision, you are working what God has told you to do, you are working your business, you are um, being the best boss that you can, the best leader that you can, and managing what God has given you to steward and to manage. Um, and there are points where you will have dark days where you can't see your way, but you still have an overall vision of what God has given you. You have a blueprint, if you will. And in those days where you can't see your way is when you really have, especially if you're spiritual, that you have to depend on God to to um, get you through and to help you navigate um, those hard times. But knowing who you're called to be. I know I'm called to minister the word of God. I know I'm called to be a leader. I know that I'm a great drummer for those that don't know. I haven't played in a minute, but I know that I can tap on some drums. You know, you got to know your skill set. You got to know what God has called you to do. You got to know your area of expertise, but be willing to sharpen and even grow more in your expertise you know as you grow you should increase your level of knowledge in your area of expertise as you grow and as God prospers you you should increase your level of expertise and do not be afraid to learn from those um, that are where you're trying to go you know I'm in a place now where I'm trying to you know arrange to sit at the feet of some people that's where I'm trying to go in ministry and in business um, and in my career, you know, as a nurse, um, taking that time to learn from others, to glean from others is so vitally important. It's not taking nothing away from you, but it's helping build you and to make you a successful person and accomplished person. Um, you set a goal, you set an aim and you um, strive to get there. Um, and that other definition that I said, the good or bad outcome, because as we know, again, there will be times where what you set out to do does not work out. It wasn't, it was not successful, but it gives you a chance to go back to the drawing board and let God, if you're spiritual, download a plan within you. Um, in nursing, we call it a de- debriefing. You know, after maybe a cold situation, a cold blue, where somebody, you know, became unresponsive and we had to bring them back to life, do CPR um, to try to get them back. In worst case scenario, they did not come back. Or even if they did, we still take a minute to have a debriefing session to um, make sure, first of all, that everybody is okay, especially if we lost that patient. Um, Second of all, to talk about the system and how it's set up, um, nothing ever goes as planned, if you will, um, but we try to work it to where things will go as smoothly as possible. So we discuss, you know, what did we do right? What could we have done differently? Um, you know, could the outcome have changed? Um, we discuss those things and then we make sure that everybody, you know, is okay mentally. So you may need a debriefing session on your business. You know, are we making a profit? First of all, is this God's will for me to be doing this? Are we making a profit? You know, I'll be hitting some bad spots. Who is our target audience? Who is our market? You know, are we doing good marketing skills? You know, do we need to do something different? You know, have a debriefing session. If you are in ministry, you know, 
sit with somebody that's been where you are, that's been in ministry for a minute, you know, longer than you have, that has some wisdom that they are willing to pour into you um, for the betterment of your ministry. Because, again, we don't know everything. You know, we all go through pitfalls in our ministry and in our lives. So you need that discipline. You need that mentor um, that can show you. Um, what you need to do, some things that you may can avoid, um, some mistakes that they may have made. Um, they can show you, hey, don't do this. Go around that. You know, this is who you need to talk to. This is the things and the systems that you need to send in place. So those things will help you be successful and it will help you succeed well in life. Um, and you need that that mentorship because you can't do this thing by yourself. You cannot succeed on a one man or one woman show. You need a team. You need someone that can help you get to where you're going. Um, what does God say about success? Scripture that came to my mind. Third John verses verse chapter one. Let me say that again. Third John chapter one verse two. King James Version says, Beloved. I wish above all things that thou may mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. That's a loaded verse. I want to read it in another version. I think this is the message version that says, I pray good fortune in everything you do and for your good health, that your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. Another version says, I pray all goes well for you. I hope you are as strong in body as I know you are in spirit. And that is powerful because we hear the praise a lot. So many people are too spiritually bound or too, you know, heavenly bound that there are no earthly good. And I just strongly believe that, you know, God did not call us to prosper spiritually, to preach and slay people on Sundays and Bible studies and and engagements that we go on and we're slaying people and, and, and getting paid and not that you should not. That's not what I'm saying, but God is not calling us to slay the world um, and kill demons and slay demons and all this stuff. And then we go home and our homes are falling apart. That's not God. He did not call us to save a generation. Parents, he did not call you to to um or even pastors parents pastors with children he did not call you to save everybody else's homes and yours is falling apart that's just not god most people they want to be so spiritually um sound and you need to be you need to be spiritually strong you need to be but what about your physical man you're running and running and running making engagement after engagement after engagement pastors counseling sessions and 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 meetings with this one meetings with that one and all these things that does it is included in the role of pastoralship but we're doing all of these things but we're not going to the doctor we're not checking on our mental health as well as our physical health our home is in shambles. Our children don't even want to come to church because they feel like you're putting the church before them. And that's not of God. 
you can't hold down a job because you got your Bible out on your desk and at your cubicle when you're supposed to be doing a job that you're getting paid for. That's not of God. God wants us to prosper and succeed in every area of our lives. Now, one of the first things I do want to say is don't let this word success or prosper be a bad thing. Don't let people make that as a cuss word to you, especially as a believer. Because people feel like believers, oh, you should do, um, you shouldn't want to get paid for this. You should do it as unto the Lord. Yes, you should. But if God has placed the gifting in your hands, he's placed it in your hands for you to multiply what he's put in your hands. If we look at the people, the men or the servants that the man gave the various talents to, the woman, the five multiplied, got his master more money. That was money. The one that had the three talents. Bible says he multiplied. Got more. Got his master more money. The one with the one talent. What did he do? He buried it because he felt like it wasn't enough for him. So he put it in the ground. When the master came back, he was well pleased with the man with the five and the three. Because they multiplied and got him more back. But the one with the one talent, he was upset with him. Bible says that he told him he was good for nothing. He could have at least put the money in the bank so that it could have drawn some interest. Read it, read it, and read it in various translations. That's what it says. That's what it means. He could have at least put it in the bank if he didn't use it and let it drew some interest to gain something from it. So those ideas that God has put in your head, he just didn't give it to you for you to do for charity. Now it's a time and place for that, but he gave it to you for you to multiply. There is no reason that God has put talent in your hand, giftings in your hand, songwriters, songs in your spirit, music in your spirit that you're not utilizing and capitalize, capitalizing on it in some way. Do not bury those gifts. Dig them up. And use them for God's glory and for your benefit. God will breathe on what it is that he has called you to do. Somebody is waiting on you to dig up that gift and put it to use. Somebody is waiting on your business mindset. Your business savvy. You are computer tech savvy. Somebody is waiting on that. And they are waiting to pay you for your services. You are multiplying what God has given you. You are getting paid. You're tithing off of it. You're being blessed. You're giving back to God. And you're putting back into the kingdom. That's a win-win. You're successful. You're prospering. I heard one preacher say about prospering because people, again, they get nervous with that word. Oh, we, we don't need to be a prosperity church and, and all this stuff. But prosperity, one of the definitions of that means to thrive. And I can remember in nursing school, one of the nursing diagnoses that we always use and we see it. You know, I see it now as diagnosis for some patients is failure to thrive. We have done this course of treatment. We've done that course of treatment. We've tried antibiotics. We've tried this. We've tried that. They have still not made progress. You are not thriving. But you're stuck in a situation because people got in your mind that you don't need to be prosperous. But the devil is a liar. 
as one friend of mine said, a bold-faced liar. We need to prosper. Our churches don't only need to prosper and thrive, but our lives need to be thriving. Our homes need to be thriving. Our children need to be thriving. Our businesses need to be thriving. Failure to thrive is not a good diagnosis to have in this season when God has placed giftings and and callings and businesses and, and talents in your hands and you're sitting on them. You're failing to thrive. And when you fail to thrive, I've watched people continue to decline. Because they don't have the strength. They don't have the immune system um, to build up, to be able to fight off infection, to be able to fight off discouragement, to be able to fight off um, low self-esteem. You got to build up your most ho- build yourself up in your most holy faith. That's confidence. I mentioned that earlier. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Yes, I am called to do this. Yes, I am called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, I know that I carry an anointing to teach. I carry an anointing to lead. Not everybody does that. Not everybody has my style. But I know that I make a difference. I know that I am called to do this. No, I don't get it right every day. But I am called to do what I do. I am called to run Integrity Matters LLC. That business, that is my calling. That's my baby that I am nurturing and bringing forth and trying to make sure that I am visible and successful in every avenue. And once you can get out of that mindset, I don't know where we get that from, y'all. But that you you don't need too much money. What is too much money when gas is about three fifty in some places a gallon? And if you don't have these 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 little discounts where you get ten cent off, you paying three twenty and three thirty here where I am for gas, and I'm sure it's higher in other places. What do you mean you don't need to be successful and you only want to do it for the glory of God when God has given you a gifting that can bring you thousands and millions in? But you're struggling to make ends meet. Some of that is on you now. You have a responsibility to respond to what God has given you and to use what God has given you. Say it with me while you're listening. I deserve to be successful. Now, when you reach a level of success, Don't get cocky. Don't get overly confident. Walk, I always like to say a quiet confidence. When you walk in that room, you own it. When you walk in that room, you walk in there boldly. It's a quick way to kill your level of success, to kill your influence, is when you become cocky and arrogant. Stay humble. Stay humble before the throne. Stay humble before God. Let people know I can't do what I do without God. Especially if you're rolling spiritual. If you're rolling on the Lord's side. And even if you're not there yet. We're praying for you to get there. But you still can have a level of integrity. That will cause people to want to seek you out. Because they know you're going to treat them well. They know they're going to get a good experience from your beauty shop. They know they're going to get a good experience from your bakery or your restaurant. They know that you're going to give them a good experience. And it's worth their money and their time to put into you. Value that. 
when you have people that's coming to you um, and that's sowing into you and supporting your business, don't be a disappointment. Don't be a letdown. Handle success well. And that takes, especially with prayer, discipline. Go back to the characteristics of a successful person. Discipline. God, help me to handle this well. Help me to um, keep myself humble. Check my ego daily. Remind me that it is not about me, but it's about you and the gifting that you have given me. Because I know within a minute's time it can be gone. I know it's only one, it, sometimes, especially in business, it only takes one bad review to turn people away from you forever for you to lose that customer base. One bad review. And spiritually, one sin or one setback, one mistake, one sin can set you back. David messed up with God and that that one thing messed him up. Moses, when he was leading the children of Israel out and was trying to get over to the promised land, he allowed the Israelites to, to vex him, to upset him. He was supposed to speak to that rock and he cursed it. And God said, because you, you did wrong, you cursed me instead of speaking to me, you will not go over. So be careful to not let people and things and situations and circumstances cause you to miss a moment to cause you to miss an opportunity to cause you to miss a door remember that people are watching you people are watching your facebook page people are watching your twitter people are watching your instagram they watch what you share they watch what you like people don't think it's important but it is especially if you're trying to get employment people see how messy you are i don't want anything to do with that and you could be offering a bomb service top notch but your presentation, how you present yourself, will ruin that every time. But when you reach that level of success, give the glory to God. Honor him in everything that you do. Sow it well. Be respectful. Be humble. And that will produce the favor of the blessing of multiplication. More business. More income. That you can do kingdom work. When you're succeeding, your family is going to be blessed because you're able to pay the bills and pay them on time. You're able to take your family on vacation. You're able to, you know, not worry about things as much because you're in a place of success. And I believe that success should be ongoing. You should be thriving in success. You know, and it's not always monetary. We want that. You deserve that. Don't cheat yourself out of that. But when your soul is prospering, everything is clicking on all cylinders. When you can succeed in your business and then you're taking time for God in your ministry, you know how to balance things. That's success. When you can treat somebody right that 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 may not be in your circle, if you will, or that you may say ain't good enough, but you treat everybody the same from the CEO to the environmental services. You treat everybody with respect. That adds success. That adds adds some 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 value to you. And your return on investment is gonna be big, y'all. When you handle success well, that will produce favor out of this world. God will give you favor with man, favor with him, endless doors of opportunity, endless supplies. You're going to have to turn down some doors because you're doing it God's way.
And there is no better way to do it than to do it God's way. So I pray today that you were encouraged to succeed well, to go unbury, dig up those talents that you're sleeping on. Stop sleeping on yourself. Wake up. Hey, wake up. Stop sleeping on yourself. You are gifted. Own it. You are talented. Own it. You are a bomb songwriter. Own it. You are a bomb preacher. Own it. Own it. There's nothing wrong with that. You an amazing cook. Own that. I know, you know, I give a good quality service with CPR. Own that. Because that's the only way you're going to be successful. You can't do it timidly. Um, and the false humility. Some people, oh, you know, it, you know, it's, it's all for the glory of God. Yes, it is. Again, it is. But you have to own what God has given you. And don't let false humility kill you. You know, let it truly be for the glory of God. You know, but we say that as a cliche now that it's just becoming so old and so, so, so whack to me now that we have worn out to God be the glory because a lot of people really don't mean it. They want that glory for themselves. But I believe that there is a remnant that truly say to God be the glory for the things that he has done and is doing in my life and for the success that he has allowed me to obtain or to obtain. And as he's granting you success and you're doing it well, you're doing it God's way. It can't help but open more doors of favor, more doors of opportunity for you to steward and steward well. That's what he's calling us to, y'all. To succeed well. You can have success. God wants you to have it. Get, Get that in your spirit. God wants me to be successful. God wants me to have the best. God don't want me driving around in a car that I'm scared going to break down every day. No. God don't want me wondering where my food is coming from. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to thrive. He wants our bodies to be in health. He wants us to get good sleep at night. In our human life. As well as our spirit and our soul. So don't neglect your spirit. Don't neglect your life. Don't neglect the gift that God has given you because you don't want to, to. Don't be afraid to soar. Don't be afraid to soar. Sometimes I think we are afraid of the maximum and what God has really given us. Be afraid of, of. Some people are afraid of success. But I believe that God is giving us the, the, the ability to be able to reach it humbly. You're not going to lose it. You're not going to get beside yourself, but you're going to be able to handle it well. You're going to be able to succeed well and teach others how to do it and to do it humbly. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I pray that you would stir up the giftings in your people, that they would set goals in life, not just spiritually, but naturally. Many people have many goals that they're trying to reach many things that they want to obtain and lord we know those things come from you if you put it in our spirit you intend for us i heard william murphy say if you put it in our sight you intend for us to have it in our hand so lord if you allow us to see it if you allow us to dream it father help us to obtain it let us hold it in our hand and so, Father, help those that struggle with success because they feel like they're going to get beside themselves. Work on them. 
work on those areas, God, where they feel like they may get cocky, that, that deep stuff that's in them. There's something rooted there that needs to come out. So, Father, deal with those areas. Humble us. Check our egos. And help us, Father, to embrace everything that you have given us. Because it's your desire for us to prosper. It's your desire for us to multiply. And not always subtracting and giving and giving and giving. And there is no return. Father, we rebuke that spirit of subtraction. And dividing. Again, we're dividing and we're spreading and we're giving and we're spreading ourselves then. And there is nothing being added back to us. There is nothing being multiplied. We bind those spirits in Jesus' name. We will add to ourselves. We will not be afraid of the money that you said we can have. We will not be afraid of the success that you said we can have. But we will embrace it. Lord, teach us how to succeed well. Teach us how to thrive and to flourish. Don't let us be afraid of that. We get those people and things out of our ears and uproot that that, that spirit within us that said we don't need that. Yes, we do. And we need us to show up in the marketplace, in our homes, on our jobs. We need us to show up. We need the light of the Lord to show up in our lives, in these moments, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, keep us, protect us, cover us under your blood. Show forth your mercy like never before, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, as we succeed in this season of our lives... Lord, help us to do it well. Help us to honor you. Help us as we receive the surplus, Father. Help us to be able to give back to your kingdom without losing ourselves, without losing anything for us, without our families having to suffer. Father, give us that type of surplus. I believe there's somebody listening that can handle that, Father. So give us that surplus. And we promise we'll give you the glory. And we'll make your name great in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, I pray that you are blessed by this series, um, Integrity Produces Favor. And I pray that God will strengthen you and stir you in these areas so that you can succeed well, serve well, suck well, and sow well. Now, next week, I will be sharing all four of the podcasts so that you could just go back and listen. Um, tell me what you like, what you did not like. Share it with me. Um, share it with someone. Um, and April is going to be an amazing month. I can't wait to release um, what we're going to be talking about in April. So until then, enjoy this podcast. Share it with someone. And until next month, April, um, I will see you all soon and hope to hear from you soon. Um, you all be blessed. And remember, integrity produces favor. Be blessed.